Yea, methought I saw, even as our father Lehi saw, God sitting upon his throne, surrounded with numberless concourses of angels, in the attitude of singing and praising their God. Yea, and my soul did long to be there. Alma 36, 22. Hey listeners, this is Xander from Book of Mormon Central, and today's podcast addresses the question, Why did Alma see God surrounded by angels? The apex of Alma's masterful chiastic account of his conversion relates how, while in the midst of the harrowing torment of his many sins, he remembered and called upon Jesus Christ, the Son of God, for mercy. From that moment, Alma's soul was transformed from a previous state in which the very thought of being in God's presence racked his soul with inexpressible horror, to a state in which he was worthy to see God on his throne and even longed to be there with him. Alma's story is thus an inspiring example of the transformative power that repenting and turning to Christ can have on individual lives. Yet scholars are increasingly recognizing that Alma's story is about more than repentance. Kevin Tolley observed, quote, If the chapter's Alma 36 intent was solely to teach repentance, it might be better suited to his youngest son, Corianton. Close quote. Paying careful attention to the details in both Alma 36 and Mosiah 27, Tolley notes that Alma's conversion also follows the established pattern of ancient prophetic call narratives. In ancient Israel during Lehi and Nephi's day, the typical prophetic call culminated in the prophets standing in the midst of God's heavenly hosts, seeing and hearing the divine counsels, deliberations, and decrees. Thus, as has been valuably discussed over the past three decades, Nephi began his record by relating his father's vision of God on his throne, surrounded by the heavenly host, thereby establishing his legitimacy as a prophet. In Alma's account to his son Helaman, he directly quoted 21 of Lehi's words in the longest verbatim quote of one Book of Mormon author by another. Alma said, Yea, methought I saw, even as our father Lehi saw, God sitting upon his throne, surrounded with numberless concourses of angels, in the attitude of singing and praising their God. By citing Lehi's prophetic call while relating his own experience, Alma indicated that he, too, was given heavenly knowledge and was commissioned to preach a divine message, by the same pattern as Lehi and other ancient prophets. From that point on, Alma and the sons of Mosiah went about publishing to all the people the things which they had heard and seen, a phrase typical of ancient Israelite prophetic call narratives. Mark Allen Wright has also noted that aspects of Alma's experience correspond with ancient American patterns for becoming a prophet and a healer. Thus, Alma's prophetic commission simultaneously conforms to the pattern of his ancient Israelite and Nephite forebears and also to expectations likely held by his ancient American contemporaries. Understanding Alma's account as a prophetic call narrative, in addition to being a story of repentance and conversion, clarifies why he gave this account to his righteous and oldest son, Helaman, instead of giving it to Corianton, 
his son most in need of a lesson on the power of repentance. As Tolley explained, quote, Considering the underlying message of a prophetic call, it would seem fitting that Alma relate the story to his eldest son, Helaman, the heir apparent to his prophetic office, close quote. As the angel charged Alma to seek no more to destroy the church of God, and as Alma then went forth and labored without ceasing to bring souls unto repentance, Alma called and charged his son Helaman to take care of these sacred things and to go unto this people and declare repentance. In addition, these prophetic call narratives use typical words that confirm the majesty and authority through which these prophetic assignments come. They often speak of God's glory, power, light, and voice, as well as the overwhelming sense of inadequacy of the prophet being called. Thus, Alma employs in Alma 36 many of the same keywords, such as the terms angel, voice of thunder, arise and stand, born of God, mercy, marvelous light, remember, captivity, fathers, bondage, and delivered, that the angel had used while speaking to Alma at the time of his conversion and authoritative calling together with the four sons of King Mosiah. Similar words were used for similar purposes by Isaiah and Lehi in declaring their overwhelming amazement at God's great works, goodness, and mercy as a result of their appearances before the throne of God. Alma subsequently passed on tangible symbols of prophetic authority, the sacred records, the Leahona, and the interpreters, to Helaman in what was likely a ceremonial event. Alma transmitted these records to Helaman much as God has shown and entrusted the heavenly book to Lehi. By recalling the beginning of Lehi's throne theophany, Alma evoked the end of that story that Lehi faithfully went forth among the people and began to prophesy and declare the things which he had both seen and heard. Through these literary expressions and ceremonial transmittals, Helaman is shown as Alma's successor in the line of Nephite prophets. The prophetic mantle was effectively transferred from Alma to Helaman, and this moment becomes, in all respects, Helaman's prophetic call and commissioning. Thank you for listening. For more information on the Book of Mormon, visit bookofmormoncentral.org and click on the Know Why tab. And also, check out our scripture app called Scripture Plus.